Proverbs chapter 19, verses 2 and 3. And today I want to look at these verses one at a time and um, maybe see what they have in common a bit. Uh, verse 2 says this, Desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. And this makes me think of uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden. Remember? Um, the one tree that God said not to eat of, Adam and Eve, they did have the knowledge of what was good to eat and what was evil to eat because God gave them that. And they had that before they ate of the tree of the knowledge and good and evil. So God had given them this knowledge. However, they refused to believe God and, and uh, set, they set that knowledge aside. It was like they didn't have it. They, they ignored it. And, and once we do that, we're going to, we're prone anyway to make haste, as our text says. Whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. And, and we run into that sin without knowledge. That's, that sin that so easily besets us. And, and tripping on uh, our passionate desires of the world, we miss our way. All right. And I think it's the same for us in hundreds of life examples. The desire of our eyes causes us to what buy more than we can afford, uh, eat more than is healthy, uh, chase after love in all the wrong ways. We suppress the knowledge of, of truth. And time after time, as the text says, his feet misses his way. And let me just uh, read a, a text and then we'll move on to verse 3. Uh, Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. So, mankind, when they have the truth, they suppress the knowledge, right? Just as our text says. And then they run with haste into their sin. All right. Now, let's um, move on to verse 3. And uh, Proverbs 19, verse 3 says this, When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. So, this verse again, like the last one, refers to how sin brings ruin in someone's life. Uh, but it also takes me back to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden once again. Now, I surely do not know what was going on in the heart of Adam for sure. But when he responded to God as to why he trusted Satan over the Lord, he said this in Genesis 3.12. See what you think. The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. So, I mean, it sounds to me as though Adam might have been trying to shift the blame here. Uh, it's as though he was saying, it's Eve's fault, she gave me the fruit. And by the way, if you don't buy that story, you were the one who gave me the woman. So Adam seemed to be blaming God. And I don't know for sure if that was the case, but the fact is we actually do blame God for our problems, the problems that come from sin, on a regular basis we do. 
I mean, we blame God for our poverty, our heart's wickedness, uh, for why we don't handle money well, why we have a bad education, why we steal and cheat and wind up in prison. And all these things, basically because of one thing, and that is he was the one who placed us in the family that we were born in. Uh, we were not brought up right. It's, it's not our fault. Yes, it was our family's fault, but like Adam said, you were the one that gave me her. You were the one that gave me the family. And so we fall into the same trap, I think, that Adam did. But, you know, we're all born equally out of fellowship with God. We can't blame God. I mean, yes, he chooses as he will. He gets to do that. Uh, as, you, as you know, he is sovereign. He is God. Uh, but he chooses us uh, not because of our good deeds or any reason where we might say, we did this, we deserve it. No, we don't deserve him. Um, and we don't understand his wonderful ways. I mean, like a parent with a, uh, a young child, they do not explain all those things that the child cannot grasp. It would, it would confuse him. And we don't understand everything about why God chooses us. We don't deserve it. Um, and yet we're 100% responsible to turn. <laughs> but, but we do know the scripture is clear that God is righteous and just. And we've experienced in our, in our own life. He's merciful to all who will call upon him, to all who will delight in him, to all who will believe, to look to him with hope and rest in him. And we see it over and over and over in the scripture. I mean, God is not prejudiced. And we have to, we have also come to trust his word and his character over and over again in our lives. It's clear. He's good. And, and so we cannot rage against the Lord when our folly brings us ruin in our life. Both of these verses in today's uh, text take me back to Adam and, and Eve in the garden, like I said. Uh, you know, verse 2 points me to how they ignored the knowledge of God and they followed their fleshly desires, which led to ruin, uh, even death, and, and uh, spiritual death because they, they lost fellowship with the Spirit of God and eventually it led to their physical death when their own spirits left their body. And, and then verse 3 reminds me how Adam seemed to blame God for his own life being ruined, right? Father God, thank you for your word today, Lord, and how these two verses point us uh, back to our, our sin problem, Lord, and how you are our rescuer. You're the, the good news for our soul, Lord, the promised one, the seed of the woman that the, the Old Testament um, follows and points to over and over and over, Lord. Help us to trust your word and not the, the, the knowledge, the so-called knowledge that the world gives. Lord, what your word is for our good and foundationally for your glory, Lord. And thank you for Jesus Christ. Um, and how your word says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And whoever comes to him, you will give uh, living water, Lord. And how whoever draws nigh to you, you will draw nigh to them, Lord. Thank you for all these promises and so many more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.